So I'll take a short reading this morning from the first book of the Sanyuti Nikaya. A couple of readings. 123. A tangle inside, a tangle outside. This generation is entangled in a tangle. I ask you this, O Gautama, who can disentangle this tangle? So what I should have said was this whole book is about Devatas, celestial spirits, asking questions of the Buddha or meeting some of the Buddha's disciples. So this is the Devata is asking the Buddha this question. When you ask a Buddha a question, you're liable to get an answer. May not be what you think. One established on virtue, wise, developing the mind and wisdom. A bhikkhu ardent and discreet, he can disentangle this tangle. Those for whom passion and hatred, along with ignorance, have been expunged, the arahants with asava destroyed, for them the tangle is disentangled. When name and form ceases, stops without remainder, and also impingement and perception of form, it is here this tangle is cut. So just bear with that for a while. And here's another one. They would ask another question. For where do the streams turn back? Where does the round no longer evolve? Where does name and form cease, stop without remainder? Where water, earth, fire and air do not gain a footing, it is from here that the streams turn back. Here that the round no longer revolves. Here name and form ceases, stops without remainder. So I think we can all relate to the tangle. Uh, starts off something, you know, even David does experience this kind of knotted, tangled conundrum of mind, heart. Uh, it's memories and perceptions and feelings and responses and intentions and wishes and aversions and confusions and alarm and uh, excitement or gets very tight in there and the average person keeps trying to find, you know, sort of solidify it to get the right strand if you like and they're trying to make it more solid uh, become something assemble a unity out of these tangled strands of perceptions and feelings, intentions, actions, wishes, ideas, moods, internal emotions, bodily states. How can I get it right? And in this, trying to make this right, this is becoming. 
Bawa, solidify, and the direction of Dharma is kind of the other way. So it's, uh, it's quite a useful image. You think of a tangle, you don't make a tangle untangled by holding it tight. Yeah. Or by adding further complexities to it. So the image is useful. We can relate to that. How do you get it out of the tangle? You have to loosen it. Take a thread that's loose and begin to open that up. And crash it around bowl. This is direct practice. We directly experience where is the piece I can get in on. Where it's accessible to that light. Touch, getting frantic, getting pressurised, they're not going to do it. How do you find the right piece that you can just get onto and touch and how's that? How's that? Mm. So that blur jump, open, mm. this point thing. Ah, there's where, you, there's where it undoes. There's where the assumptions and reactions can leap or can not leap. Mm-hmm. Gap. Uh, and that's where the tangle begins to loosen up. So this may be around, uh, you know, the sense of oneself, getting upset about it, or worrying about it. It's a minute. It's, who's this? That pausing, going the other way, mm. getting more intense. Who's this? And where do you place intention? Most people can't stay in an open state, so what is saying someone established in virtue, there's the liking and disliking, the worrying about the future and what you are and what you're not, just place your mind on virtue. Give you a give you a line. Just the Bible that. Mm-hmm. The other stuff will shake itself out. So we have to have, uh, in practice, we have to have these lines or these themes that we can get the mind or the heart to sense. Hold steady, let the tangle begin to unravel. Yeah. So you hold on to virtue to loosen up regret, uh, worry, compulsive actions, do this, act this way. That gives you something that's untangled. Established um, on discernment, wisdom. This is the line. And Developing the citta, heart and discernment. So, developing the citta, steadying in the body, clearing the hindrances, steadying, soothing, calming your activity, brightening, clearing the sluggishness. So these effects, the effective experience is... Uh, developed in a positive way. Mm, brighter. 
and discern because the mind, the chitta is then much more open and you can discern, well this is where the compulsion happens, the reaction happens, the stuff that's happened that comes rushing in there, rushing in there, that's the place you bring your clear attention onto those places, open, calm, it releases. Using the embodied reference, all the steadiness of the body, embodiedness gives you, you this emotional jump, and then breathing out, oh yeah, that one can, that ripple can die down, move through. This is not an emotional reaction to the ripple, it's not, it's not an ideological statement or suppression or dislike of a ripple. It's just noticing if you stay steady and centered, the nature of ripples is to rise up and pass. That's how it goes. Even pleasant ones. So, so you cultivate jitta, you cultivate first all to get past the unpleasant and then to get past the pleasant. Get past means you don't doesn't mean you don't feel the pleasure, but the pleasure doesn't get you excited. Mm. The Buddha remarked the other day, you know when your mind is collected in a sense of refreshment, piti, rapture ease moves through, it's rather like the ball of suds. The bath attendant collects this bath powder, but it doesn't ooze, doesn't burst out. Where all the time one does ooze a little bit, excited, and that okay, but that too passes. That was out. So you're developing a long-term discernment to see what things actually what things do. Is what they do. If you're not jumping onto the next thing, you witness a process as it goes through its shimmering and tangling and excitement or whatever, then stay with it. So, with pleasant, that's held carefully, it tends towards sukha, ease, just relief, and much steadier state. Inclines towards equanimity. Mm. Mm. Equanimity is lingered in, sense for its um, open sensitivity, its ability to encompass all feeling, not to reject feeling, but encompass all of it. To allow all of it to pass, arise and pass. This is a pretty unrestricted heart. Let's carry it all. Equanimity is, um, it's right there at the top of the list of all these lists here, enlightenment factors number seven, parameter number ten, jhana number four, 
it's right out there. And, uh, but most of us refer, I don't know how you refer to equanimity or what the word means, but I think certainly a few years ago, even though I, I kind of liked the idea, it sounded good, but in terms of one actual experience in the heart, very little. Yeah. And the nearest equanimity was something like boredom. <laughs> or resignation, or about to get depressed. Because <laughs> <laughs> the heart had gone further, it's just got this place where not feeling positive, it just said, oh well, it's sort of a shrug. <laughs> you know, means about to get depressed, or mildly depressed, or bored, uh, or indifferent. Uh, this is not really lofty, is it? Because uh, the heart hadn't really deepened to the point where reality of what this term is referring to can be directly experienced. Yeah, so it does take this deepening process. That's why it is, you know, considered the consummation in terms of that which can be measured. Enlightenment factors. It's the consequence of sati. You know, got any equanimity? Do you have any sati, mindfulness, ability to bear something in mind, stay steady with it, both ward off hindrances and also dwell, linger in the qualities of what's good? Can you explore, investigate? What's this about? How's this feel? And do this, your energy becomes more balanced, steady. So, held back, it's not surging forward, it's inclining and exploring carefully. The result of that is that's carried through the refreshment. The somatic domain becomes bright because you've discerned this is how that fits, that sits there and that's just untangled. And you can practice with this in your own body. And the resonance is that emotions live and responses leave in your body. You feel tensed up, or you feel oppressed, or you feel jittery. Feeling the whole thing, breathing through it, evens out your sense of refreshment and ease. This is quite pivotal, right in the centre of those enlightenment factors, because this is what is the fulfilment on that effective level, being affected, ease, ease, passivity, tranquility, ease. And then, as it said, when the body is tranquil, at ease, the mind is happy, sukha. It is concentrated, it's consolidated, it's no longer broken up into excitement and depression or elation and sadness. And then this is where you know the mind can deepen to its roots. Chitta deepens to its roots. And what we don't know 
without practices and roots of jittera, open and still. Roots open, unobstructed, still. Not still held still, not held still, they are still. And the average person doesn't get there or isn't able to go there because there's so much tangle that stops that descent into the stillness where it's just open. It's not dismissing anything, it's not shrugging things off, it's just open. And the tonality of that, if we look at it in tonal terms, is even, even tone. Corners. Not indifferent, not dismissive. You know, you look at the life of the Buddha, you know, someone who perfected all this, he's still out there doing a huge amount of stuff, walking around, teaching, encouraging adjudicating, listening, responding all day, half the night amongst the night I'm on his deathbed asking, doing a Q&A on his deathbed person's not indifferent <laughs> yet so when the heart turns outward it's compassionate it turns back on itself it's equanimous and that equanimity means it's no pressure to become or you know, just let things be expressed and true this is the you know, full development of chitta and wisdom one can disentangle the tangle of one's contradictory emotions and logic think one thing the heart goes another way if he should do this but actually feel like that you know, you like to be this, but really what's happening is that. Kind of and you're living in a world which is full of that, full of that tangled state, contradiction. So this is where, you know, that experience, your know, direct experience can, can come out of that. And outwardly, it's compassionate. Inwardly, equanimous, and discernment as to what is the appropriate response. Straight. When name and form ceases, stops without remainder. Also, impingement of perception and form, it's here the tangle is cut. So to add to that, where the name and form cease, the streams, this means the streams of worldly conditioned influences streaming in, where does all this, where they turn back, they don't get in there. What is that place they don't enter into? Where does name and form cease? Where water, earth, fire and air do not gain a footing, here name and form ceases, 
stops without remainder. So, the Buddha, one of these things, he says, name covers everything. The world is tangled up in name. The name here, you might call it um, interpretation or something like that. Nama. It's the whole affective sense. How we're affected and what that effect is about. So, I was saying the other day, you know, effect, you've got the perception, it means something, sense something, feeling, pleasure, pain, reaction, contact, impression, something lights up, volitional response, uh, intention. That's, that's, those are the factors called name. It's that cluster of aggregates. That's, that's then what name refers to, the effective sense. Four, the four called the four great elements. Earth, water, fire and air. And this refers to these, um, well, you can use it to refer to quite a lot of things, actually. And like it, it depends which which domain you're exploring. Obviously, you can see there's such things as firmness, earthiness, fire in the sun, water, rain, lakes, air. You can look at it like that. That's quite a way, good way to to look at it. And then you don't get so caught up in shapes and and so forth. That's the earth. But here we're talking about internal domain, somatic domain, an experience of um, rigidity or firmness. You feel in your body, you can sense that. You can meditate on these. Fires, the heating, coldness, heated up, fired up, cold, hot, warm, everything of that nature. Water, cohesive element, everything resonates with everything else, rather like the surface of a lake. Air, the movement, things tend to push and move. So you can see that in the wind, blows the leaves around, the breath of the body pushes internally. And the Buddha also mentions air passing through the limbs, so it's just to deal with the somatic shifts of energy around the body. If you meditate on those, contemplate those, and the aim is to, first of all, check the imbalance, so when we get too rigid, hard, tight, need to contemplate cohesive, fluid, flowing water. Get too fired up, cool down, and find some earth, get stabilised feel completely so watery, you don't know which way is up. It's kind of soggy and swamped. Get some earth, get firmed up. And so you can contemplate this in your body, and the aim is to provide a sense of hard areas need to be contacted to open areas, to places where there's flow, 
Loss of fire, his energy is too, too sluggish and cold. So you need to warm that up with walking or inquiring so something there is stimulating, gladdening, warm up my heart with metta, with inspiration that lifts it, warms it. It's too cold. You warm it up with recollection of gratitude and Buddha and so on, heartwarming impressions. If it's too hot, too excited, cool it down, reflect on death, <laughs> separation and so forth. You adjust these elements. You can adjust them emotionally. You can also adjust them somatically if you really have a lot of finesse in that area. Now this is elements and when we experience impact uh, depending on the proclivity of the individual they tend to get one of these elements jumps to the fore they get heated up or go cold or frozen yeah. you see this happens to people in shop layers freeze or get fiery fire of them comes to the fore or they go rigid hard frozen, locked dogmatic mm-hmm. comes to the fore or they get watery you know, just fluid, weep a lot and overwhelm like that uh, don't know, just feel completely disoriented all in a swamp mm. or we get restless, airy start fidgeting around to this, to that, to this, to that, to this, to that, to this, to that. so these elements come to the fourth and when one comes to the fourth it's generally it's going out of balance mm. So you can contemplate some of this when emotion happens and you register on the somatic level you know, which way does it go? Whichever way it goes, you know, if it locks there, suffering is going to occur. It's going to keep going. Mm. Unfortunately, the way that uh, the heart, unawakened heart is, it takes refuge in these elements. Well, let's put it strongly, but it inclines towards these. So the person gets fired up. Their anger will solve the problem. Being straightforward and feisty will clear the obstacles. And this happens, you see, in political debate, people get really riled up and start blaming each other prove who's right you know, get fire flashing around and sooner or later you know, it leads to wounding words or even blows fire element you know, if you go rigid, dogmatic and hard or just restlessly running around to this to the panic scatter, scatter, scatter and or, or just dissolve, collapse into a hopeless, soggy mess. 
And it's kind of, as I say, like this, it sounds funny, but it's not that funny really, because people experience tremendous suffering in those and get locked into it. Because the jitta goes to these elements for its, when it's, it's, it's lost. It's lost itself. It's lost, it's not in its essence, it's knocked off its perch. So it goes to one of these, instinctively. Not a decision. It just happens. This is shift from perception, feeling to this kind of reflex intention in jitana. But one aspect of nama, naming, is, uh, helps with that. In naming called attention. That's another aspect of name, attention. Means we can, normally attention gets mesmerized by these impressions. So really in our fire and adding more to it, indignation. Bring back the story again. Repeat it again, get more indignant. How dare they, they shouldn't have, but it really should be this way. Get more indignant, keep throwing more fuel on the fire. And one with wise attention says, no, turn. <laughs> turn the attention, you can turn it. Turn it to the, away from the fire. See, so just so you can take turn to just that. Feeling the soles of your feet, for example, earth. Turn it to the space around your body. Turn it to something where the fire isn't burning. I'll add more of it. Turn it towards the sense of this too will pass. So you can use mental perceptions. Uh, you know, even just that immediate flick once you feel the heat, just uh, not to blame or accuse, just wait a minute, this is not going to bring around the results that it seeks. Let's, let's redress the balance. need to get some earth here. And that's probably the first skill has to be developed in the jitta. And even then with things that are extremely agreeable, you know, pleasant, enjoyable, having fun. Wait a minute, getting a little bit rocky, you know, starts off fun, gets humorous, gets playful, then, oops, what did I just say? <laughs> and it's just before it gets to, let's just ground that, and, you know, Again, a bit rigid about something, it's got to be this way, it should be that way. Wait a minute, this will pass. Let's just be more harmonious. I don't quite, I want it this way, but harmony is more important than rigidity. Okay, you know, that, uh, the relief when you come out of this engagement. And you find the jitta is able to return to a much wiser, more mature perspective. But also, it begins to regain its own centre rather than being onto that.
you get skill from that. And it certainly takes a long while. Well, it's a long while, but in earthly terms, in years, I'd suggest. It's just that, that immediate sense of stepping back rather than turning to another thing. You don't turn to another thing, you just turn back to chitta. knowing so it's, it's a kind of like instead of counteracting by returning to another sign that balances it you realise that actually the, the turning itself the being able to direct the jitta away from the fire into itself knowing economist open This is where these elements don't, they cease, they don't get hold. The round breaks up, the reiterations, the additions, the counteractions, the arguments, the regrets, the if only I had, they should have done it this way, that ceases in, in that return to jitta. This is where these impact impressions don't reach. And that's not a decision, it's just a fact. It's a fact and yet in reality, in real experience, for many people it's not a fact. Because the jitter hasn't hasn't been developed to find that, to, to settle in. It's always been moving around from response to reaction, from feeling uplifted to feeling depressed, to feeling excited, to feeling saddened, to feeling encouraged, to feeling rejected. It's always been so used to counteracting. Oh well, cheer up. Never mind, I have one of these. Oh well, so what? That's just her opinion. You know, we've been doing that, kind of counteracting stuff. The jitter has learned to do that, to compensate, to counteract, to shift, uh, that it's never actually found its own deep stillness, which comes through uh, development, through exploration, double vijaya. And uh, the deepening process, the deepening process occurs through ease, because when ease the jitter does, it's, it's fibers separate. So like you massage it till the the very bound up fibers of the heart start to open up. Oh yeah. Beyond that, beyond the effective level, there's another domain that the average person doesn't access. So it always sounds like you know, you cut off, you cut off the feeling, you reject it, you, but it's not rejection, it's just a place where it stops by itself, that's the point of it, it's not that you want it to stop, it just does. Now if we 
you know, practice like that, this is kind of what happens. And, and personally, I've never been somebody desperately keen to be a quantumist. Uh, enlightened, yeah. Uh, they were high on my list of um, whatever is going to be around wise, that'd be nice. Quantum uh, <laughs> sounds a bit limp. Uh, but that's what happens. Not through desire, but through the process of just recognizing the stress of this and the limitations of that and the changeability of that and the fragility of that and the variability of that and you could see this way and that way but it's going to change and just seeing that and that and that and just seeing what happens in your own direct experience as you tangle with things as it tangles with this as it tangles with that as it wrangles with this as it restricts that as it tries to stop that as it tries to want more of that as it tries to no, 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 no and that doesn't work and you poof just, you know, you know it's like find the only way where things settle, uh, when the streams don't enter and spin around and around and around again, is that, that, uh, that stillness, or that, that place, you know, that non-place. <laughs> There's something to practice with. Um, I say, like these, these enlightenment factors, you can look at them. The, the first few are definitely things you do. You know, you do mindfulness. You deliberately place, refer to experience. You do it. Okay, it's that. How, what's happening with that? Vitaka vichara. Place your attention on that. How is that? It's a referential experience. You keep doing that. You do it. Uh, that leads to exploration. What's the meaning? What's that about? that based upon because now you're holding experience direct experience and how is this what's the mean what's the essence of this and how does this happen and what's the quality of this and the energy arises a sense of because when you explore this is the mental energy is aroused to do the exploring. It's not frantic, but it's a steady inquiry, energizing. The mind is energized. Important to recognize that the process rather than expecting it quiet too quickly. Calm doesn't come, comes later. There's a certain calmness, I suppose, in composure in one's quality of exploration. You know, frantic, but it's definitely gently active, calming, steadying. How's this? How's that? And so the, the jitter is then energized in a positive way, casts off its sluggishness and its impatience and its diversity, wanting to go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Result, the field is purified, the domain is purified, there's a sense of refreshment, piti, steadying it. And with, this is about as far as you can kind of go with the doingness, because at that point it becomes much more, this is what happens. You know? That's a steadied 
easeful mind settles, samadhi collects, therefore it's economous. You can't really do equanimity, but it's a, a consequence of a process that you can do, you can engage with. So mostly as we practice, we're investigating phenomena, Dhamma Vijaya. So, not investigating the person, why I'm like this and why I'm like that, and when this happened, then it could be this. And investigating, oh, this is the quality of agitation, this is the quality of restlessness, this is the quality of regret, this is the quality of anticipation. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's very phenomenological. That's the double which I feels like this. So you're separating what can be a person, can form a person into these universal um, jitta qualities. Because that's what they are. Is of course in the in the bodily sense, you take the body very personally. You look at it from the outside, it's not like anybody else, but internally, which is a direct experience of body, it's earth, fire, air and water. You don't really worry about your hairdo when you it's like that, or what colour your shoes are. When you, when you see it like that, it kind of cuts through a whole lot of tangle. So investigating things as dumbers is a way out of the tangle. Because everybody's got earth, air, fire and water. There's just that. And you experience the body directly. Chitta can resonate with and explore rather than think about and compare and get emotionally with reactive to this is you know a lot of fire today getting pretty fired up what's needed what's needed Water, something harmonious, chanting softly, resonance. Getting too rigid, what's needed now? A little bit of flex, fluidity, water, flow. Walk up and down. Chant. These are very simple resources that are not dealing with topic and dealing with the effects which are what we are handling to come out of the tangle complexity to the direct simplicity 
that leads out of the maze, out of the tangle. So it takes some time for direct practice.